joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello and welcome to another hour of Blissful Living. I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, your host, and today we're going to talk with a wonderful guest by the name of Valerie Sorrentino. Must be a little bit of Italian in that. Um, <laughs> she is a wonderful and talented innovator, and when it comes to new tech, the new technology of well-being, She's on the cutting edge. You know, everything is moving so quickly and things are changing so quickly. And um, to have the ability to have tools that we give to you on this show and the information that we give to you on this show that you can incorporate into your life is wonderful. But when you get someone that has like cutting edge information and new technology with regards to well-being is her forte, then I cannot hold her back from you at all. So I want to welcome Miss Valerie Sorrentino to the show. Welcome, <laughs> Valerie. How are you? Hi, Rochelle. I'm re really great. How are you doing today? I am wonderful, wonderful. Okay. And um, so tell me, before we just get into the serious topic of what we're going to discuss today, which is your new technology, and I'm calling it your new next technology, but it's probably just new technology of well-being. But um, is there a little Italian in that Sorrentino? <laughs> there are two little Italians running around. My husband is Italian, <laughs> and we have two children, so um, I've got a nice, um, a nice backdrop of Italian tradition all around me. Oh, but I'm not Italian. Just my name. Okay, well that's okay. You're Italian by marriage, and you know once you're in the family, oh, yeah. that's it. That is it. Yep. Yes. I'm in. I'm inducted. So I'm, okay. So we're just without, um, you know, going off into my normal tangent of how I I do things. We're going to today explore the wonderful information that you have with us with regards to what you do and how you um, simplify the complex complexity of well-being with your new okay. technology. Um, so let's just jump right in and, and get, get you know, started. Now, you, um, you have created, it looks like, your own blueprint for stress-free stress living with deep mm -hmm. inner peace and ease. And I want you to just tell our listeners, you know, my show is called Blissful Living, and that can mean yeah. a lot of things to a lot of different people, but I want you to tell the listeners what you consider to be blissful living. Okay. Well, I just love the topic, and I love the fact that you're giving this information out to people because it is so personal. And um, the new technology is just that. It's, it's um, the fact that everyone gets to decide what blissful living is to them. I like that. And once you, yeah, and so once you um, sort of sit with yourself and discover what's important to yourself, 
um, without any guilt and without any owing or without any, um, you know, all these different old beliefs and so-and-so's voices coming into your head, mm-hmm. relieving, relieving that, that could have, should have, would have type mentality. Anytime you say the word should, um, you might want to rethink things. So blissful living to me is getting in touch with what truly brings me to that place of quiet and knowing, grounded and expanded awareness. Oh, I love that. And I really like how um, the last thing you said was expanded awareness. That is just all-encompassing of, you know, what I really try to disseminate, and I'm sure you do too in our everyday lives when we communicate with people and our clients, um, that being aware of things really, really, really opens up a whole new brave frontier, so to speak. Um, most of the time mm-hmm. we go through life and we just go through life, you know, and if you're not, mm-hmm. if you're not stopping to be presently mindful and aware, you may not even know what happened in the last 10 minutes. I mean, people experience this right. a lot of times, you know, when they're driving and they just you mm-hmm. kind of check out, you know, and then you're like, well, gosh, I just went 25 miles. I don't, you know, it just seemed like it was like that. So that that expanded awareness, I really like. And how, what got you? So what exactly do you do? Well, let me um, comment on what you just said because I love that. When we're driving, mm-hmm. we are already so far in the future that we're already our ho- our mind is at home already before we even get there or our appointment, or we're so stuck in where we just were right. that um, we're not present in time. And that's the key. That expanded awareness is really all about being present in time. It's about being. Uh, in the moment so that we can expand. Otherwise, we could expand into never, never land and be just spaced out completely. So there is a balance there, and that's that technology part. But what about when we are so far in the future for years at a time? Oh, yeah. We're always, yeah, we're always thinking about, you know, what about when the kids grow up? Mm-hmm. Or what about when I get that promotion someday? Or what about and I and I've actually, like you said, we lose that ten minutes of time while we're driving. We could lose three, four years at a time just by not being present, not being aware. Yeah. Way. You're you're mm-hmm. right, especially like when you said the part about the kids. You know, I remember mm-hmm. when my kids were little, you know, or when they were infants, and it's like, oh, I can't wait till they get to you know to their potty trained. Oh, I can't wait till mm-hmm. they get to preschool, or you know, I can't wait till they get to this grade. Or, and then now looking back, that my kids are grown and you know living their own lives, and I'm like, wow, what did all that time fly? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I personally do enjoy being presently um, mindful and moment. That's how I live my life, and and you know disseminate that information upon others. But mm-hmm. it is so easy to fall into that because I still have periods of time where I may have gotten off track a little bit with that. And, um, and you know, looking back, it's like, wow, my kids are grown. You know, where did the last mm-hmm. four years go? You know, or where did the mm-hmm. last, even though I was maybe mindfully with them each and every day, I may mm-hmm. have still been projecting mindfulness forward into the future, so to speak. And mm-hmm. so I like what you just said. And, and I want my listeners to take a, you know, if you haven't already pulled up on, you know, the side of the road, if you're driving with a pen and paper to write notes down, or if you're at home, post it up on a couch or wherever you may be that's comfortable for you, please sit down with your favorite beverage and get a notepad and a, a pen or something to write with, because I know you will take away some very valuable information that Valerie is going to um, enlighten us with. So Valerie, now, 
what got you started in this this way of thinking? Um, well, I think it's exactly what we just touched on. Just looking back, um, I remember my kids were little, and I was. It's not only about um, projecting into the future; it's about the emotions that you are projecting. And so I had a lot of fear about, you know, what's going to happen if they don't come, you know, the president and and all of those worries that we have in life when, when our kids are little. It kind of brings up all that stuff that's sort of in there already. Right. And right into right in front of your face. So at that point in my life, I had a lot of um, challenges come through me. And I say come through me because um, at, maybe at one point I might have thought they were coming at me or they were happening to me. Um, but really it was coming through me so that I could clear out some old stuff. And I didn't realize I was carrying it around in the shape of um, being defensive or angry or, um, or tired or lacking energy or whatever it was that it would come up as. But it wasn't pure, blissful energy. And that's what I paid attention to. Um, I didn't even know it was available until one day I was in a, a nice little yoga class. Um, everybody was kind of had silver hair around me, and so I, was, I was in my 20s, uh -huh. and um, two little children. And I was I knew I was in the right place, but I was definitely noticing that I, I wasn't um, always feeling great. Well, there was this one moment of bliss that I reached in a very simple rudimentary twist on the ground in this room, and I thought, ah, I really had that aha moment. It was just so huge that I was like, wow, you know, you can really feel this great in the moment right? if you let go of all of this stuff that we're holding on to in our minds. Um, but I, I really want to point on the fact that it, it is mental, um, but it also it becomes physical. Right. And is it physical or is it mental, which is first? And so, well, is it, it's emotional. And then it's like, well, which one is, comes first in this little area? Well, we might want to look at the energy that's involved and how it's transmuting, how it's trans, transitioning, transforming into us and around us. And then we also can look at our environment. Because so, all of these so wait, areas hold, are... Hold on, Val. Yeah. Hold on. So now, mm -hmm. you, I, I like how you mentioned that during this yoga class and you're surrounded by all this, I'm going to say, wisdom, you know, the mm -hmm. silvered hair people, um, <laughs> the, the room of exactly. wisdom. And, you know, yoga tends to, um, it, it connects the mind and the physical body so to speak. Right. I mean, people tend to think, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's one or the other, but what really happens through the process of doing yoga asanas, because most yoga classes is, are just posture classes. They're, they don't really go into the whole, you know, realm of what yoga truly is. It really just asana mm -hmm. practice. Um, mm -hmm. Doing the whole connection with the mind, body, uh, you know, the mind and the physicality of the body and the breathing brought that a lot, that moment of aha and awareness to you. Mm -hmm. And, and absolutely. You, it was, yeah. I'm sorry. It was like a doorway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like a yeah. Doorway. So that opened things up for you and led you mm -hmm. to connect that it's, it's mental, it's mind, it's physical, it's body, it's emotional, it's, it's, you know, spirit that they, that mm -hmm. led you to really begin to, think that, oh, maybe these all three are really connected and they're not really separate like I've been thought, thinking all these years. 
Well, actually, what um, truly happened was it opened the doorway to mass confusion as well, mm-hmm. because I, I didn't put it all together all at once. And in this particular um, scenario, this class that I would take weekly um, was really taught in a silent way. The mm-hmm. teacher was very, very um, old, much older than me, and she was very quiet. And so it was a kind of a self-discovery in a position. You're holding this little position. You're sort of breathing, and um, and and it was, so it was a very much a self-discovery, mm-hmm. opposed to a learning. You know, I, I later took in-depth courses with yoga masters throughout the years, and some of them give you all of the information because you've signed up for this course, right? In-depth and intensive. Um, and then there's that other very quiet internal practice that you're just in a position and you're observing what's coming up, and and that's sort of how I um, have incorporated that into. My my everyday living. I'm in a position in every moment of the day in some point, and whether it's a, dry, a position of driving a car or cooking dinner, and, um, and I, I look at what's coming up, how it feels, um, and what I'm doing with it. So in other words, how I'm responding, which used to be how I was reacting. Was right, more, uh, right. A re- more reactionary. Um, than right. proactionary, yeah. Right, exactly. I love that proactionary. Um, so it took a, a you know, I, I call it the dark soul of the night for sure. That um, you know, physically, I went through lots of difficulties. I had ruptured discs in my back. I had the drop foot, the leg numbing, the atrophy. The you know, of course, you have the upper back is fatigued, so they called it scoliosis. Right. Meanwhile, I'm like, no, I, I'm just in pain. You know, so um, where did all that come from? Well, later I realized, wow, you know, this was a turning point for me. I learned this idea. I don't know who said it or what day it came to me, but it was um, that we create our reality. And I looked at myself and um, I thought, well, if we create our reality, then why am I creating this one? Right. Why what is that? And that's what connected the the thought to the, the physical, the body to the mind. In the yoga class, I saw that there was a possibility of relief. Right. Bliss. Right. And so later in the misery, I found that, wow, I'm really creating this physical stuff through my mental uh, thought process. Right. And that's, you know, years later again, um, you know, because it's a lengthy journey to really observe yourself and go through all of the, the thresholds or the initiations of parenthood, you know, the first birthdays, the entering into kindergarten or even the graduating of high school, all mm-hmm. of that. Um, along the way, I, I really found that the more I stopped pushing my inner longings aside, mm-hmm. um, the more I connected with what truly drives me Okay, so so did you so okay so what I want to back up is let's go because you you you've touched on a lot of a lot of things you know and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to you know just for one connecting their mind with their body you know a lot of people don't even connect those two you know they think what happens in the mind stays in the mind and what happens in the body stays in the body but they don't even realize that the mind controls the body and what's in the mind if you have garbage in your mind it's going to be reflected in in your body and if you have loveliness or sunflowers in your mind so to speak I'm trying to give a visualization of something really beautiful beautiful sunflowers blooming and reaching for the sun then you're going to project that and have that in your body as well now you said that you kind of have this awakening through um, 
you know, through, through this, through yoga. And because I'm an Ayurvedic health practitioner, you know, yoga is um, very, very much a part of my life. Let me, let me, I'd like to, um, I guess, step back a moment and, and open this up so people can understand more about the enlightening process that people go through with yoga. So what, what first of all why did you ever decide to take a yoga class because you know that just most people think that's just like so far-fetched and even though it's becoming really a lot more popular here in the western world why did you decide to take upon you know taking a yoga class versus a jazzercise or zumba or you know whatever newfangled kind of exercise class that they have out now well i love that question because I asked myself the same thing. I always was going to take a yoga class. And when I was, for some reason, I always thought, and and nobody even uttered the word yoga when I was growing up. You mm-hmm. know, uh, it wasn't like um, it was around or that my mom did it or anything like that. I just always, I was, I grew up as a pretty intuitive um, type of a child, mm-hmm. even though that word. Was in some of my friends' homes, they, they're third and fifth generation intuitives and things right. like that. Um, for me, it was just more like, yeah, I'm really interested in yoga. I'm really interested in yoga. I don't know what it is, but I'm really interested in it. And so maybe it's an old soul thing right. or maybe um, an intuitive thing. But when I finally did it was when after I had my kids and I was sort of like, what do I do with myself? And I, I learned that there was a yoga class down the street. And I thought, well, that's one thing I'm going to do with myself for sure. Mm-hmm. I just knew it. Um, now I went and put my two little toddlers in the little daycare the next, you know, that was associated with it. Uh-huh. And for one hour I could do the class and then I get the kids and we, we kind of go on with ourselves. And it all made sense. But during that time, I had some physical, like, wow, this is uncomfortable or this is that. And as I practiced yoga, that that was when I went down the road of of that personal injury uh-huh. story that I had. Uh-huh. And the yoga that actually carried me through it. So I continued the practice of yoga, even though I was told by the neurosurgeon, never bend or twist again. Right. You're not able to do that because of this irreparable damage. Right. But I'm living, I'm living proof that it, nothing is irreparable. That's just a thought. Right. And our belief. And also, um, you know, we're here to recreate. Like you said, what you have in the mind is going to affect your body. Mm-hmm. And also, what you have in your body is going to affect your thoughts. Yeah, I, 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 I'm totally a 100% believer of that. Let me ask you to just explain, because I'm not sure if people really understand the concept of what being intuitive is. I know, because I'm an intuitive, but... I want you to just tell people um, what intuitive, what an intuitive is and, and um, you know, what it's kind of about a little bit. Just, you know, something real quick and simple that they can understand so that we're all on the same page and we can row in that boat together. Well, and I'd love to hear what you have to say about it as well. And and back to the, you know, is the yoga thing, because we could branch out into so many avenues of this conversation and the yoga, the connecting the mind and the body, like you said, it's two separate things. Well, we're, we're connecting it with the breathing pattern because the breathing is always there. Well, the intuition or being intuitive is connecting with that 
inner knowing that you already have or the voice that is, is absolutely sure or absolutely true. Now, the fact with the um, in, intuition, sometimes you can get really, you can be very intuitive and then you can get confused. Right. Do you believe it? You know, oh, how do I believe it? Um, and and that's, that goes back to getting back to your center or getting back to your um, comfortable place mm-hmm. um, opposed to in that survival mode or that fear mode or that overstimulated place, you know, over too right. much caffeine or too activities going on around you. But even so, even if you have all that going on, there's still that little impulse, and it can be a big impulse, that gives you certain direction. Okay, and so 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 for the for the listeners, um Right. I want you guys to pick up the information that she's given you with regards to being intuitive. Now, um, it's that inner voice that you hear, you know, whether okay. it's your connection, to, right, your connection. Right, because I want to say it could be that you hear it as a sound, as right. a word. Right. Like, okay, you need apples today, you know, and you're like, why would I want apples? I don't want apples. Yeah. we so- argue with us. So, so it's that inner, um, that inner knowing, you guys out there listening. Um, it's the inner knowing. It's, it's like when you, you have that little. It, it can be a feeling. It can be a smell that comes before you. It can be you hear it, the voice in your head. It can be God talking to you, or you know whatever spiritual belief you have. That divine information being um, transmitted into you it's something that you know it's in your gut when I was an ER trauma nurse um, I was very intuitive and I could I I have this gift and I don't want to talk about my gift because the show is not about me but I had this um, I was very intuitive with regards to my patients I could tell who was really sick and who was not sick and who was faking and it, Mm -hmm. it was just this and it was just this feeling that I got inside me sometimes it was a voice and and it was usually the people that were the quietest, and I'm going to just put that out there. The people that were the quietest were the sickest, and those were the ones that you, me, being the ER trauma nurse, really need to hone in on. Those that are, you know, out there yelling and upset and this and that and want themselves to be put first, they were fine because I could see what they were doing. It was those that were sitting there quietly that my intuition would tell me, you need to you need to promptly act on that person. Not everybody comes into the ER with clutching chest pain and they're hollering in pain. Nine times out of ten, the person is with the clutching chest pain is sitting there quietly because they're trying to figure out what's going on with their body and they're getting scared. So it's this really, it's this really, it's that time when you got this feeling and you heard something and you didn't act upon what you heard or what you felt inside and then something didn't go right for you. That's intuition. That's intuitiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, here are two. Yeah, here are two good examples. Like for me, growing up, whenever the phone rang, I would say who it was. Yeah. You know, Aunt Sally, Aunt Sally's calling, and I'd pick up the phone, and it was Aunt Sally. Mhm. And so when I'd go, I knew it, I knew that, and the confirmation was there. And sometimes I would just answer the phone, "Hi, Aunt Sally," you know, because mm-hmm. I would know. Mhm. Who it was. Well, that was me growing up. That was easy stuff. I figured everybody had that. You know. Who right. Doesn't? Who does? Right. Well, as you grow up, you start to question these things. You don't take them for um, granted anymore. You realize that maybe you are alone out there. Right. Maybe you're <laughs> you different. Back, 
And I got a lot of confirmation on that as well. But um, here's how one way you know that you have a lot of intuition and that you might not be listening to it is when you say, I knew I should have done that. I knew I should have done that. Because you keep hearing what you should do. Like there's a yellow scarf on your dresser and you keep looking at it and it's really standing out to you and you're like, I don't need that today. I'm not using that. And then later on in the day, you like realize the moment where you're like, oh, I knew I needed that yellow scarf. Mm-hmm. That's your intuition early on. It's, it's insignificant at, in the moment, but it's there for a reason. And once we start to, there's a difference. And I love your ER um, example because it's really important to, to let go of judgment in this blissful living state. Because if you are intuitively knowing that this person is um, needing assistance and that person doesn't need it as much, you know, as as emergency bound, Mm -hmm. and we're not judging the fact that one is different than the other. Mm, We're not saying, oh, that guy's a liar, he's not even sick or anything like that. That's not, that's part of how to get well is to really modify or watch or, or notice when we're, we're in that judgment state because that could get in the way of our intuition. Yeah, I agree. It, it really is. Um, it really is that inner knowing. And once you don't listen to it and something happens to you that makes you, and I want to say sometimes we have to get hit in the head to really absorb the lesson. So, you know, like you mentioned, you gave that, this show is, is turning into an intuitive show, but that's okay. But you gave that, you gave that, um, you know, scenario about, oh gosh, you seen that yellow scarf. Something told you pick up that yellow scarf, but you didn't do it. And then later that day, you're like, oh doggone it, I knew I should have grabbed that yellow scarf. That's good, okay. But how about this? You know, oh, I have a quarter tank of gas, and I'm gonna drive. I don't know. For me, I'm gonna drive to San Francisco. Well, you know, on the way, I'm gonna stop and get gas. So before, as I'm leaving, getting ready to, you know, get on the freeway, my, 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 my intuitive self is saying, you need to stop and get gas right now. Oh, I'll get gas mm-hmm. later down the road as I get closer to my destination. Lo and behold, mm-hmm. get on the freeway. There's an accident. The freeway mm-hmm. is shut down. You now have not a quarter tank of gas because you've been sitting on the freeway, but now you have a gas tank that's registering with the light that has come on. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do? Po- mm-hmm. Quite possibly, you will run out of gas, okay? Then you will be right, the cause right. of all that freeway backup behind you because then there'll have to be a tow truck that comes and gets you off. And that's mm-hmm. when the moment you'll say, oh, doggone it, I knew I should have got gas, you know? Right, you know, right. That, and it, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's more hurtful. So the next time you're like, I'm going to pay more attention to that little voice. Or, mm-hmm. you know, something Absolutely. catastrophic might happen. You You know, you may get in a car accident or you know, or or whatever the case may be. But Absolutely. it's the hard knocks of life and those lessons that really make us become more aware and really, really allow you to really realize that that intuitive information, that voice that you think is just someone you're imagining it yourself is really not. It's really there to protect you, guide you, and keep you safe and so that you can have a blissful life. And that's how I um, I do work with my my clients and the new technology well being is you know the question how long is it going to take mm-hmm. for you to start listening to that voice that's there with you the positive one 
right. saying, here, go ahead, I'm here to help you. Um, I'm here to make this easier for you. Grab that and that and get some gas. And you um, sort of argue with that and resist it and say, no, I'll get that later. I don't need that yellow scarf at all. And Well, really, it could be um, that it's for someone else. We would love to do something for someone else. Right. We don't, we don't want to do it for ourselves every time, but we'll do it for someone else. So when it comes to, um, I knew I should have done that because that other person would have benefited. Then we start to eat ourselves up inside. You know, that self-talk shows up. This self-talk then blocks us from our intuition. We don't know which to believe. Right. No. And I like that. And, and it's a wonderful, and this brings the wonderful opportunity to um, segue into the new technology of well-being because, you know, we touched a little bit about yoga and we just kind of, you know, we just were kind of going with the flow of things with regards to how Valerie came to where she is today and how she's able to help those that work with her. And so we, you know, touched about, you know, her, her aha moment that she had during yoga. I love yoga. I reckon, highly recommend it to anyone out there. It's a wonderful, wonderful form of exercise. Um, it's it's more stimulating to your body and your mind than you'll ever you can ever imagine until you do it. And then we segue into how during her yoga moments and things of that nature, her intuitiveness began to develop even more because she was connecting her mind and her physical body together. And and in the process of doing yoga asanas, you do some kind of pranayama breathing, a specific type of breathing. And pranayama is um, like I said, it's specific types of breathing exercises that you do. So you do some, you know, some breathing, you focus on your breathing, but it's in those moments between the breath that you're able to connect to your intuit intuition and into your divine self. And so all of this has come forward and Valerie, you know, even though intuition or intuitiveness is not new, it's been in existence since God put man here on earth. It is um, being more welcome and more encompassed in the way that healers and practitioners and physicians, even physicians, are working with their, their clients and their patients. And so now it's a wonderful opportunity for us to segue into this new technology of well-being and have Valerie tell us what that is, what it's all about, and how it can, you know, help us. So, Valerie, tell us, you know, this new technology of well-being – what does it really encompass? Okay. Well, it's sort of like what you said, um, where we can now speak more clearly with with maybe the doctors or the even even um, some of our technology that is more intuitively based. You know, some of the iPhone, iPad, all that stuff. It's very intuitively based. So, in other words, we're working with the body. We're working with what how the mind naturally thinks. Um, and I think we did that in the beginning of time, like you said, and it was more like we were very close to nature. We were very close to how the stars were arranged or where the sun hung in the sky or where the tides were going in the water, and that's how we, we navigated through life. Um, and, and then a lot of things happened in between, and now here we are again going, you know what, I think it's time to get back into nature so right. that we can have a clear receptor, like the reception of of this um, clear line of our intuition or our, our, our God speak so that we can hear clearly what that intuition is trying to tell us. And it's simply a matter of navigating through our day. It's maybe sometimes an impulse of saying what our purpose wants from us or what our mission in life, our soul is driving us to be. And then there's that inner conflict that's saying, no, I'm not supposed to do that. 
I'm not, you know, I, I, I should be doing this or I could have done that. And, and that's where we get that inner conflict. And that's just the problem right there is the inner conflict. So the, the new technology that I like to refer to it, it as is getting into those inner, in between the breath, in between the thoughts, and that true moment of just the self and hearing or feeling and knowing what it is that we have in our lives that mean the most to us. And then moving toward that. Okay, so and, wait, hold on, Val. Um, okay. Listeners, again, I'm going to have her repeat that information to you because I want you to I want you to really get a grasp of what she's saying. Even though this information has been in existence since the beginning of time, since the beginning of man's existence here on Earth, and I'm sure that's how early man survived by intuitiveness, even though this this new technology of well-being, so to speak, has been in existence, it was forgotten, so to speak, such like when the phone, cell phones first came out, you know, how they were big and clumpy and so on and so forth, and then they got to a point where they were really tiny and, you know, really just really cute and tiny, and now they're kind of getting back to a bigger point, but they're doing so much more. That's what Valerie's describing here. So I want her, Valerie, repeat what you just said so they can write it down. Um, because I'm sure that if you take each of these things that she just said and maybe post one on each day of your calendar and refer back to it, it's going to help you to connect back to that intuitive self um, that will never, ever lead you astray. So, Valerie, can you just repeat um what you said I'll for do, them. I'll do my best because, you know, we, we never can remember when we're. <laughs> what did you say? I don't know what I just said. But what, I'm, what I am describing is, and the new technology, what I want to point out as well, is that it's quicker today. Everything's so fast. Right. And so our well-being, we can jump into being well much more quickly than we could. For me, it was, you know, 10 or 12 or 15 years of really figuring this stuff out. And I always knew that I wanted to show people how easy it is to touch their toes. Did you know I was a yoga teacher for 12 years? No. Yeah, um, yeah, so, you know, your love of yoga really touches my heart as well because I just couldn't help myself but to show people. Right. Here you go. Sit down. Balance out. Just take a breath. Relax your body. Mm-hmm. Release it. How do you relax your body? By relaxing your mind. How do you relax your mind? By taking a breath. And in that top of the breath, like you said, in between the inhale and the exhale, there's that nice sweet spot of nothingness. Right. And that's where we go. That's where we go. And that's where we find nothing. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's what we really can use instead of having everything, 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 needing everything, everything, wanting everything, everything, and knowing we have none of it. Um, so just going into that empty space. And feeling how we feel and maybe hearing something that feels so true and that we already knew and maybe allowing it to be accepted. You know, we could accept that into our lives and go, okay, I'm going to move toward this. I am going to teach people how to feel well because I'm learning and showing, by example, what that's like. You know, that's... Um, and- that's, yeah, go ahead. That's beautiful. As you were speaking, and I know you guys, she just kind of said it a different way, but she gave you more tangible um, mm-hmm. visualizations of what of what she was talking about. Um, when she was, Valerie, when you were talking and saying this, I got this beautiful vision of you know how can how can I help people understand what that 
point of nothingness is and to hear that voice, okay, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I have this vision, of course, me being a nurse and a health practitioner, you know, things of that nature. Um, What came to me is when a baby, when you have the little tiny baby that's developing, Mm -hmm. it could be an embryo. So it's like in the first three months and it's just floating in, in the mommy so nice and warm and yummy and it can hear, Everything that mommy is saying, everything mm. that's going on around mommy's environment, right? But mm-hmm. it, it's in a state of really nothingness. I mean, it can hear mommy's heart. It can feel when mommy's, um, you know, stressed. It may not know what that is, but it can feel because there's changes that occur. And it feels all of this. But it's in this little state of nothingness because even though this may be going on around that person, it doesn't necessarily have to affect them because they're in this quiet little space. And so when you were talking about that, that's what came to me. Now, I don't know if I'm on a, you know, right on the right page, but I was just trying to think, well, that might be a nice visualization for people to see because everyone can imagine being that little baby. You know, if you're a person here on earth, you were someone's little baby developing in someone and you had that experience. And, you know, that's taking you way back to when you first developed and again, the existence of the intuitive voice and, and 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 taking good care of yourself with what we call this new technology of well-being is just absolutely beautiful. So thank you for that because um, I hope that visualization that I was able to give people helps them to connect more to what you're saying with that regards to, you know, the beauty of what you do. Well, it's a beautiful visualization. I love that because it is all about what we take in. And what we allow ourselves to take in, and that's how it goes into that mind-body um, emotional state, but then there's the energy and the environment. And I use all of those layers when I'm working with people in order to get to, to their blissful place, mm-hmm. you know, evolutionary process. So what we are exposed to, like I said, like the embryo, is really important but it doesn't mean we have to take it all in. So if there's something going on around us that's really totally volatile or negative or even exciting and fun, but we are focused in another way, right? we stay in our own space, our own centered kind of, not nothingness, but centered, centeredness, and let things happen around us. Right now at this point in time, we can see things are happening very quickly, and if we're not centered, finding that kind of opening, that, that embryonic, place and seeing things happening around us, it's sort of like a tornado. If you're in the center of it, you might be okay. Right. But if you're locked up and everything going on around you, then you're going to be pulled and torn and thrown around and feel like you just got out of the dryer and really not be able to, to cope in a, in a healthy way. So, so now, I love... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't, I don't mean to cut in on you. Go ahead. It's, um, it's just... Uh, it's, it's, that's why I do like the five layers that I work with. It's all very um, layered. So some people, like you said, they may, most people that I run into um, either love yoga or they are absolutely can't do yoga. No, right. no, I can't do yoga. <laughs> right. And I always, I always say, um, well, can you breathe? Yeah. And can you feel your body right now? Yes. Okay, you're doing yoga. If you put the two together, you're doing it. Right. So the the asana, like you said, the touching of the toes and all that. If you know, if you could do all that already, then I'd say you don't need to learn it. But if you can't do it, then those are the people that might want to take a few lessons. 
Right, right. Let's move right on that and so that you can get connected. But getting connected to yourself is not only through yoga. It's just a really fast track. Okay, so now um, you, you, I know you do five things, um, and I want to, you know, we're talking about this new technology of well-being, and I know you mm-hmm. do five things that you, um, for your for your clients, or you tell your clients five things that, that helps them um, with, you know, them getting to their their blissful state. Can you share mm-hmm. some of that with us? Sure. Um, well, gosh, I tell them so much more than five things. But um, well, I know, but I know you probably have a hundred and fifty-five <laughs> things, but only share five. hundred and eight. <laughs> okay, because you know why? It is about simplifying. Yes. So number one is simplify. Oh wait, wait, hold on, if Valerie. If you can, Valerie, mm-hmm. Valerie, hold on, everyone, please. If if you have not got your piece of paper and pen out, now really is the time. This is the stuff she's given. She's given some heart and soul stuff here that you can take away today after you finish listening to this and put it into your life and get results. So listen up, write down, and enjoy this information. Go, Val. Okay. Well, number one thing is to simplify. And that sounds easy, but it, it is simple but it might not be easy. Mm-hmm. So you might need a little help. I, I always like to have someone come by and, and help me out. You know, it's like, let's simplify this. Or if I'm overdoing, um, if I'm packing my bag for a trip, that's the time where I need, I need to simplify right. and just put a few things in and a few things in. Well, how do I do that? I set an intention. So number two, set your intentions. What are they? That's, a lot of people say that's way too big of, of a question. And I say it's the only question you need to know the answer to. So know your intentions. Next, align your actions with your intentions. And everything becomes simplified. Um, Number four, and this usually is number one, is be grateful. Absolutely grateful at all times. And when you can be grateful for even the worst of scenarios, then you're going to find some blissful moments. Um, and then number five, did I already do, did I do three, four, or five? I lost count. You did four. Four? Okay, so number five is, um, this is a really great one. I say wake up, when you wake up in the morning, first thing you do before you do anything else, you're already being grateful, you're already woke up saying thank you for this day, and you brush your teeth immediately. You just brush your teeth right out of the gate because that's going to get you moving in the forward directions. You're going to not feel sluggish. You're going to not be embarrassed to answer the door if you get caught off guard. You're not, you know, you're not going to get that lag in the day. You're going to get up, be grateful for being up, brush those teeth, know your intentions, and simplify out through the day. Okay, so I want you to repeat that one more time. So number one is simplify. Number two is set the intention. What was number three? That one, I'm, I'm trying to... Um, I know, I should have written this down, too. You Okay, so I'm let me tell you what I have. Okay, so I have okay. simplify, set the intention, be grateful. I love the last one, wake up and brush your teeth immediately. But immediately. I, I don't know what the... Um, and then there was a second one, simplify, uh-huh. um, know your intentions, be grateful, mm-hmm. brush your teeth. I know there was another one in there, but what it is is, um, well, 
It's so funny being put on the spot. We can never remember that. I know. Last I know. I'm sorry. No, no worries. It's, 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 they'll, the audience can, you know, they can listen um, to the show and get it. I was just trying to write them down myself. Um, because I've I written them down. I know it's something specific. That's how I operate. I'm just, I'm a little bit on the, um, as we go, it all comes into play. I've got a template, a format. There's a, there's a five step process for the yin aspect uh-huh. Uh-huh. or the quieting, relaxing of the mind for the for the person or, or for the moment for each of us um, that we have overdone or overstimulated or we need to rest we've got that yin part and then there's a five-step yang or yang um, part which is about expansion mm-hmm. and we incorporate the mind and the body for some people they don't want to do yoga and that's perfect it's right. okay but breathing and feeling your body, we won't call it yoga, but that's what it is. Right. And so as you connect into yourself physically and connect into what's habitually traveling through your mind, then we um, take and we, we know the intentions. We notice the intentions. And as, oh, align your intentions with your oh, actions. That's, that's, well, that's what number two yeah. is. Aligning your action with your intention. And that's a, it can be a tricky one. So that's where I have my blueprint, and I use this with my clients, and it's fun because we're using both sides of the brain. We're using the yin and the yang. We're using the action, and we're, we're using the non-action and getting into that center point, the creation point, that, that, that place of nothingness so anything can happen. Right. Um, in, in this diagram or this process or formula that I use, it is specific to each person, but the fundamentals are all the same. Right. You know? And so when a person is having a little moment where they're like, I don't know, why are my actions not aligned with my intentions? Ultimately, what I do is teach and mentor the simple art of manifesting. And when we are manifesting, what are we manifesting? Well, we'll use the technology of well-being, the new technologies of being able to be well all the time. And maybe if we're not well, noticing what brought us to that place of imbalance is all. Right. And then we we go into that, well, what's going on in your environment that isn't coherent or cohesive with what you want in life, what your vision is? So so basically what you do is um, you you do – it seems like you do a – well, because you're a yoga, you know, you've taught yoga, you've been teaching yoga, and yoga is the sister science of Ayurveda. So you're you're explaining stuff to the audience, and I'm like, oh, that sounds so, you know, a lot like what we do in Ayurveda, which would make sense. Duh, Rochelle. Um, It would totally Mm -hmm. make sense, you know, of um, how the two uh, are similar, you know, and deal with the same aspects. And I like how you're, you know, letting people know um, that everyone's path to bliss is their own unique path. And the reason why I'm saying that like that is because everyone should not expect their journey to whatever it is in life, whether it's health and well-being, you know, success in your career, whatever the case may be, everyone's path to whatever they're looking for, um, their path to bliss is unique to them because we all have our own unique purposes here on earth. That's, that's why we're so unique and individualized. And that is why there are people like me who practice Ayurveda and I'm an Ayurvedic health practitioner, nurse practitioner, 
um, and people like Valerie, who practices the technology of well-being, understand that each of our clients are unique individuals. And therefore, when we take care of them, when we treat them, when we show them how to enlighten and empower themselves with health and well-being, it's going to be completely different from the next person that comes in after them or the person that was before them because everybody is unique and individualized. And I love, love, love that. Absolutely. And there are, the principles may be the same, but the outcomes will be completely specific to the person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and the person's needs. So to, to ignore your own needs is getting you further away from your purpose, from your specific mission or, or um, expression of what's going on in your life. So, so that's one of the main number one, if I was to say, if you just did one thing, it's just pay attention to what you feel you need and that you're not giving yourself. And don't discount that, you guys. Don't discount that. Don't feel guilty about paying attention to yourself. Um, I think Valerie mentioned that earlier in the show as well as how important it is to pay attention to yourself and not feel guilty about that. But how many of us out there, me raising my hand, because sometimes I still do this, is when I take time and pay attention to myself, sometimes I feel guilty because others may need me and I'm neglecting them. No, that's not it. Don't think that way. When you pay attention to yourself, you're nourishing yourself so that you can be there to be be present for those that may need you. So, um, so I love what you've said um, about what I what I do because it is so much like Ayurveda. The principles are the same. I I don't um, know Ayurveda as well as you might, mm-hmm. um, but I know I just know I know the scratch the surfacey type thing, the cliff notes of things because it is the sister um, medicine to yoga practice. Right, and I really. Re- wonderful and the key is is to keeping everything in balance mm-hmm. so being that um, yogi practitioner I knew that there was more to that because it's wonderful to teach how to purify your body and how to clear your mind and that's so necessary and then I was like well what about your environment what about when you clear your mind and you purify your body and then you go home and you've got all that stuff that you've been carrying around the rest of your life so I went into an in-depth study of feng shui with several different schools of thought uh-huh. and I out of that with um, a lot of information and still again knowing that everybody's specific so we might not use that school of thought for one person in that school it all boils down to the energy of right right so I went on an, a, a journey of space clearing and learning from a couple of different um, masters in the field Marie Diamond is a, a wonderful mentor of mine and I did take a course with Karen Kingston in Bali, the um, space clearing. She's known very well in the feng shui world for space clearing. And and so I was like, okay, well, maybe that's my offer for people and that's my mission. And I knew there was even more because we can get um, really great in our space and great in our body and get very flexible. And But what about balancing those emotions? And what are they about? So it was really this hard-driven um, journey to find out the causal emotions pinpoint the beginning, the origin of emotions that are creating patterns through our days, through our lives, our thought patterns, right. and that's what creates outcomes and habits in our life. So it's really about clearing the slate for people. The new technology is fast-paced results of being very, very well, if that's your intention. Right. 
I like that. I really, really like that. Now, um, we're getting, we're getting with our time, we're getting, you know, a little um, close to our time. And I want to um, also ask you to tell us, because you mentioned energy, which, you know, goes, goes with it. But um, tell us a little bit with regards to energy, what, what might be something um, someone can do to help them restore their their sense of inner balance back in their energy? Just something simple. Well, number one, notice what you're struggling with. So if there's some struggle in your mind, and I say if, because there is one, that's what our mind does is struggle. Uh-huh. Um, just notice what it is and give up the struggle for a little while. And notice what your energy does. And tell them to stop struggling with that for a minute. And you might feel a sense of relief right away. Uh-huh. Another thing is to look around your area, your environment, and see if there's a lot of stuff in the corners. Because we, um, things accumulate in corners. It's the nature of an angle. You know, wind will accumulate and, and pile up in a corner faster than it will on a straight line, right? Right. So, energetic degree. But so does physical matter. So check, check out your corners, clear them out. It's going to raise your energy up. Um, as well, you might um, breathe more deeply and more completely, and that will raise your energy up. Um, okay, wait. I... That's beautiful. Wait, I'm, I, right now, because as you just said that, I want everyone to just take a nice, slow, deep breath in, let it out, relax it, and um and try to do that throughout the day because that really does help um, to raise your energy. Go ahead, Valerie. It absolutely does. And sometimes we need to get out of the space that we're in. You know, we might want to take a walk around the block or even I sometimes just go, if I have to make a phone call or do something, I'll go sit out in my car because that's kind of like a little private moment. Yeah. Or I might go and come back knowing that I've gotten a different perspective, a little different air in my lungs. Mm-hmm. Um, Changing up, um, changing up the furniture in your space is a really good way to change the energy. Even if you put it right back, you clean anything that's accumulated under there. Right. Um, you've had to move things around, so that'll shift your energy. I use um, a, diff- a few different energy techniques. One is the Quantum Touch by Richard Gordon, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. The Byron Katie one. Yeah. Um, I love using um, the, the light color spectrum energy balancing statements that I um, learned from Raymond and her work for enlightened users. Hold on, Valerie. We we haven't we don't have we're having a like a difficult connection. Can you just repeat what you just oh. said? Oh sorry. Yes, I use the inner diamond work. Uh huh. Diamond it captures the you can harness and use the uh, natural light spectrum. Oh yeah. Oh. Frequency. And the color frequencies, as we know, red, it wakes us, it ignites us. Um, for some of us, red could make us really tired because we're already so ignited that we can't take anymore. <laughs> so it actually <laughs> us immediately. Um, bright colors keep us awake, you know, or in, in general. So if you were just to pull intentionally using your mind and intentionally pull certain color frequencies through your body, you're going to get a different type of energy right. in your field. So that sounds a little bit far-fetched, but meanwhile, what I always say, the Wright brothers had it right because they must have been crazy 
the way they were talking about flying, talking about flying, talking about flying. Well, they were thinking about it all the time. And one day they finally got it into reality. And that's what happens. What we think about turns into our reality. So just be careful and notice what you're thinking about. Perfect. And that's perfect. We're going to we're going to end it right there because I want people to be able to tell them how they can, um, you know, connect with you and, and learn more about you. Give them, you know, give them the means okay. to reach out and touch my, you. Yeah, my contact information is um, my well, you can reach me directly at my email address, which is Valerie at lifeenergycoach.com. And I'm happy to answer any questions for the listeners today that if something touched on something, we went through a lot of full spectrum. It's taken me a long time to figure out my hand, my deck of cards that I use to, to help work with people, mm-hmm. to pull it all into one really power hand of, of cards, it's the trump cards. And, um, and that's about manifesting the life that you really love. Um, it, it could be through the body, the mind, the spirit. It could be through your environment or your energy. Uh, but I really want to focus on leaving you with that is that what you think about is happening in your life. So just choose what you think about. And I'm available to answer any questions on that. You can reach me at, again, www.valerie.lifeenergycoach.com I mean, or Valerie at lifeenergy.com. Well, thank you so much, Valerie. I would like to thank you for being a guest on the show today. And, and she's she's giving – go ahead. Yeah. Rochelle, Rochelle, you know what I'd like to do is for the people listening today, mm-hmm. and, you know, if anyone passes this on to a friend, um, get in touch with me through email. I've got a couple of free gifts that I can give. It's that um, the first thing to do to keep you energized, focused, and um, your mind at ease. Ooh. And I'd love to send that out to people when, um, if they want to get in touch. Okay, so again, you guys, she's offering you a fabulous free gift. Um, as me being the queen of feeling fabulous, I love when I hear about fabulous free <laughs> gifts. And so she just offered that to you. And so I want you to take advantage of it. Please contact her, Valerie at, give it again, Valerie. LifeEnergyCoach.com. Valerie at LifeEnergyCoach.com. And, um, again, to all my listeners out there, I want to thank you so much for supporting the show and listening to Blissful Living. I hope um, each and every week you pick up something that you can that is very useful to you in your life that helps you um, to reduce or eliminate stressors in your life. I really enjoyed sharing um, Valerie with you today and um, learning about all the new aspects of this new technology of well-being. It was absolutely sensational and um, actually very vital information that goes in synchronicity with what I do um, in regards to the principles of Ayurveda. And so Mm -hmm. with that being said, thanks again, Valerie. I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous. And I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. Until our next hour of Blissful Living, have a fabulous day, take good care, and goodbye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. 
or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.